welcome back to your weekly Sunday tattoo chat, that tattoo show. Yeah, it took me like nine goes to get that right. Yeah. You know, never mind. How are you? I'm good. Coming up on the show this week, we've got some news for you. We've got a new feature for the show um, called Daily Driver. News to me. We've got the winner of last month's competition and we're announcing this month's competition. Actually, we're going to pick it live. <laughs> well, apparently we're going to pick it live. It won't be live by the time you're watching it. And but then we've got some us. news about next week's show. All of that and more is coming up. Well, now, because we don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> we have got an intro in here. This is the intro. There's been a lot of controversy in the news this week. There's been um, a lot of shade thrown about. There's been people uh, stepping down, refusing to deal with other people. There's been people talking about including Elon Musk suggesting that cheating involved you know anal vibrating beads and some people have been forced to possibly perform next time in the nude and that's just chess <laughs> I was wondering where you were going to go with this I was like this ain't that related I mean you guys might do but you may not follow Grandmaster Chess it's uh, it's been a funny old week for Grandmaster Chess go and, go and have a look just go you know just into YouTube or something just put you know Chess controversy or something when even Chess can get controversial like that is it any surprise that the world of tattooing has had um, a bit of controversy and people shouting that the sky is falling and suddenly waking up to the fact that, guess what, after we've been sitting here for two years talking about ink bans and the problems, it would appear that the rest of the world have suddenly gone, huh, they're banning ink? And there seems to be a lot of misinformation out there. Now, if this is something that's new to you and you're suddenly incredibly concerned about what you're hearing online, because I know I would be if I wasn't more, more informed or I was less informed, um, we thought it might be better to start the show this week with a little bit of uh, common sense and what are the actual facts, what do we know, what do we not know, and let's all calm this down a little bit from the sky is falling, the sky is falling, and let's talk about what is likely to happen. Uh, because somebody said to me the other day that this is clearly a conspiracy to destroy tattooing and eradicate it from the face of the earth forever, which is clearly fucking nonsense, right? So let's all calm down, get yourself a cup of tea, let's all get sensible, and Chris, bring us up to speed, mate. What's happening? Uh, do you know what? I think it's just like... I don't know, maybe people are finding things out. Like, So th this stems from, and I, I say this, you know, if you do any botanist, this is with all respect. Because um, I, I know, like, when you write things out, they come across, like, how you read them, not how they're written. But basically, like, few people have been writing things on different tattoo groups about the current situation with the tattoo ink. And, and I kind of had to step in and be like, well, hang on a second. Only because, like, I was getting a lot of people messaging me, freaking the fuck out, because they felt that they, the, the, the way in which it was worded was quite scaremongery. I, I, when I read the posts, I was kind of like, take a step back, where are you getting your information from, because it is completely f incorrect. Uh, so yeah, there's, so there's a lot of people out there that are saying things about, oh, with the new UK reach, you know, the ink's going to be watered down and it's going to be like PMU, like... I am not the smartest tool in the shed, 
that's why I'm a tattooist, right? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't claim to yeah, be. Yeah, me too. I don't claim to be intelligent, but I do have a very specific set of skills, and that is I'm very good at finding out information, right? So I have got no problem turning around to all of the ink manufacturers and going, "What's going on, in motherfuckers?" Yeah. And that's what I. Th- that's what we do on our channel. If somebody says something, we will go and find out that information. So, obviously, I saw this 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 post, and yeah, it's just I ended up speaking to a couple of ink manufacturers to kind of clear the air, let's say, uh, yeah, and, and and to kind of like reassure people uh, that you know in this thread, like not to fucking worry. But like, I I just think you know, it's it's that age old thing of tattooing where the rumour mill it's like oh yeah. I heard off Gandalf that fucking Frodo right is making ink yeah, with yeah. the soot from Mount fucking wherever like Mordor what's it called yeah. Mount Mo- no Mordor Mount Doom it's just outside Merthyr Tidville apparently yeah well you can't make the ink <laughs> out of that because it's not reach compliant do you know what I mean well let's let's get that first thing out of the way for a sec mate sorry mate let's let's just get that first thing out of the way right so what about Mordor or are we, uh, are we talking no, about no not the Mordor thing the watered down ink right so the first thing that you need that you need to know is that a lot of people are claiming that we're going to have to use watery ink because in order to get our ink to pass the reach testing that they have to be it has to be watered down in order to pass yeah now that is fucking nonsense right so, because yeah. the, the reach in europe certainly reach in europe do not test wet samples right they test the powder they test the fucking powder Right, so it makes no difference if you water it down after the fact. This is the interesting thing. It's like if you're getting your ink tested in the CTR labs in Germany, they require you to send in a powder pigment and then a list of your ingredients. They don't want your exact formula. They just want the list of your ingredients to check that it's okay. They test the pigment to make sure that the pigment that you've sent in is is safe to use. Now, I don't know how the other labs are testing it because I have heard that certain brands are using non-compliant ink and they're literally saying, well, we just basically sent it in until it passed and you know are they sending it into labs that are water you know where they test it wet yeah which means you know there's an inconsistency with testing i don't know but what i do know is that if you are testing the pigment the pigment is being tested by cti labs in germany it's tested in powder form which then goes on to the whole watered down thing and 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 there's a lot so of talk about... So can I just about... stop you there for a second, Chris? So, yeah. You know, like, if I if I was looking at this, like these guys are, right, and going, okay, so I need to make sure that my ink is reach compliant. So when I come to pick my ink, would it be better if online I can go to that ink company's website and see that they're tested by CTL? Um, I don't know because I don't know... Like, this. see, this is the problem, right? Like... When you look at all the inks that are out at the moment, and I've been looking at them all and trying to find out as much information for people as I can, right? A lot, there, there are, some brands are CTL lab tested. Some brands are making their own certificates. And it's like, you know, and the, the unfortunate thing is like, I've spoke to Eka and, and they've basically said that they don't need to provide certificates. Like, no. 
So no. this whole self-certificating thing, it, it's okay for them to do. But I think from a transparency perspective, that's where I have an issue. Like, there's no transparency. So, if, like, I would say, like, unless the company that you're choosing to buy the ink from is publicly displaying the lab test results that show that they've passed, don't buy the fucking ink. Because yeah. you can't trust it. You don't no. know. Now, at the end of the day, like we we part of you know, this is the best way to look at it, right? I've sat there with multiple brands of ink and I've had I've held reach compliant ones and non-reach compliant ones, right? The reach compliant ones, I've got far more ingredients on them than the non-reach compliant. And it's you know, when a company is basically only putting their ingredients when they're forced to, are you gonna trust them if they're not willing to show you the fucking lab te test test results. So exactly. for me, I think if you, if you are going to buy ink, I would go and only buy it from somebody that is CTL tested because that is publicly available information. You can go on their website, you can search all the colors on the website and it yep. will come up with their lab results to say that they've been passed. Yeah. You know, if if you can't find that out, how do you know it's fucking safe? I mean, you don't ex exactly. I mean, I think when we were talking, the last time we were talking about ink, um, I think somebody commented about uh, Eternal, and a long time before anybody was required to have batch numbers and lot numbers, Eternal did it voluntarily. Do you know what I mean? So that you know, so exactly what Chris is saying. If a company is just doing this off their own back and going, this is all the information you need, because one of the things that I think is true is that we're moving into an era when as a, as an industry we are going to rec be required to be more transparent about what we do there might be have you know our consent forms might have to change considerably oh yeah. uh, what we tell customers may have to change and and also the people that give us products or the people that sell us products they're going to have to tell us what is in that product and how was it tested and did it pass? And so I think as an industry, we're just going to have to straighten stuff out a lot in the next couple of years, you know what I mean? There's going to be yeah, a lot I, of changes. I, I, the, the, the frustrating thing for me as well, like a lot of people have said this in, in, our, in our comments, a couple of people, not a lot, a few people have turned around to me and said like, you know, we are, when people tell us things, we are trusted with that information. There's certain things that we're allowed to say. There's certain things that we're not allowed to say for legal reasons. Yeah. And it's like, and I really would love to be able to tell, like, say, for example, I know when you want to talk about, like you said, like the eternal thing there, like I know one of the main ink manufacturers, manufacturers in America, um, when they started shipping over to Europe, they weren't sterilizing their ink. When their ink was coming into Europe, one of the British supply companies was having to get all that ink sterilized before they could sell it to the public. And that's yeah. the kind of industry that we've had to deal with, where, you know, not everybody is following that same rules. Yeah. And even now, there are companies, right, that are going, fuck reach compliancy, we're just going to change it to artists ink or artists paint and yeah. we'll sell it that way which means that they can cut even more corners you know and it's like the reach as much as we fucking hate the way the reach compliancy is gone and, and I think like the only real issue with the reach compliancy side of things is the fact that they banned two pigments when there's no old, there's no good alternatives and they've banned it without any 
evidence yeah. that it's safe or not because like no one's really kicking off about all the fucking other rinks that have been banned and all the other fucking pigments do you not because think, they're though, alternatives there yeah do you not think though mate that ultimately we're at the we're at the beginning of something that hopefully i mean i don't know if anybody really shares my opinion but i think that when we get to the other side of this there there will be a much better industry in terms of safety and you know uh, and compliancy and knowing that the products that you've got are good for your clients and not going to do them any harm i just I, you know, I don't think, I don't see any negatives in this. I just see change, right? Change doesn't have to be negative, right? Um, like when you were telling me about, you know, viscosity of ink, which is, you know, when people are talking about watery ink, I'm like, well, any pro tattooist knows that different brands of ink are coming different viscosities anyway, and you just change your technique to put them in. I mean, that's that's just what you do. Do you know what's even better? This, this is this is what fucking grips my shit. And like again, it goes back to me saying I am not an expert, right? But I know experts who tell me things, right? I said to one of the ink manufacturers who's got over twenty years experience making ink for over ten of the main ink companies in in the world, right? I told him this. He fucking laughed and he said that doesn't mean shit. He said some of the inks that we have, some of the thin viscosity inks that we have, are stronger than some of the thicker ones. It's like the examples that I was giving to you, like I said to you, like, Dermaglow was always really, really watery. You know what I mean? Mate, I used to tattoo with fucking Talon's drawing ink, right? Right. Which is fucking piss water. Right. It's super thin. But you just but adjust your technique. fucking heavy. You know, you just adjust your technique and move on from there. The, no, like, Black what, as fuck What as I well. think is, there you go. What's happening is a lot of people are kind of waking up to the fact that something's going to change and instantly just don't like change and are now scaremongering everybody else and going, tattooing's going to be banned by the lizard people, it's going to be, it's all this, that and the other. And I don't think that does the industry any favours whatsoever. You oh, know what not I mean? at all, not now, at all. Now, I've got and another like, I, thing I, I for wanna, you because I want to I, I I, put I, this I, forward. Bef- Go on. Before we before we go for it, I, I just want to say this. I really want to say this because, like, I don't want to fucking argue with anybody. I'm not here to argue with anyone. Just me. What I am here is, yeah, I like rapport because that's just, you know, I think, like, you know. Shit you got If you can't argue with a man with ratty dreads, who can you argue with? Who can like, you argue you? with? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, all I'm saying is, like, in situations like this, right, we're in a current climate where people aren't earning as much money bills are fucking going up everyone's fucking worried you know this is stress that we don't want to have so there are people out there that may get really stressed out because they are worried about what the future brings right and all i want is for factual information to be there and that is like if so if i see somebody writing things like fucking like oh the tattoo ink is going to be as thin as pmu ink and blah 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 i'm going to be like that's not true like the reason why PMU ink fucking fades is because the light fastness of the pigment is different to the light fastness of the pigment used in tattoo ink. Yep. It's all the fucking same, just different pigments. Different pigments, you know. Nothing to do with being fucking watered down. We as a, as a show, as a channel and as a podcast, shout out to the podcast listeners, um, we, do our, we do our research, right? You know, I've got a background in publishing, I work with journalists and, and you know, lectured in journalism. We make sure that we get our facts as straight as we possibly can. Neither of us are claiming to be experts in anything at all, but we know people who are and are prepared to ask them the questions to bring it to you. And so if you're sitting there having read a load of stuff online, 
that sounds like the, it's the end of the world of tattooing, um, I'd hope that, you know, you would listen to this or watch this and go, well, these guys don't seem to be panicking. I mean, I, I personally am not panicking at all. Whatever ink you put in front of me, I'll make it work. It's as simple as that. You know, I'm a pro. I'll just make that ink work for me. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. We, you know, we'll just adjust. Do you know what, as well? You know? I think... I think we've got to, it is it is what it is like I, I I'm just gonna guess one up here right like I contacted Lou from World Famous I asked him about the the, the, the UK reach situation um, people are discussing uh, what's happening with it and everything and I said do you know anything about it and I say one thing has been mentioned is that is a potential issue with titanium dioxide like Lou thanks for getting back to me as well it was like they have reviewed the regulations with their team and have sent in their response to the proposed UK reach regulations and they're hoping for the best he agrees with me that it will most likely end up being the same or similar to the EU although there are considerations of some other options yet it is all consideration at this point um, he said nothing is set in stone and he says as for the titanium dioxide no I've not seen or heard anything with any ideas of banning it or no, no longer being able to use it or anything like that he did say though that the confusion with the titanium dioxide may be coming from concerns with inhalation which is the same as the EU yet that concern is only in powder form we don't sell it in powder form therefore that is not an issue in fact there is consideration that blue 15 and green 7 will be allowed in the UK yet of course this still has to be determined enjoy the rest of your day so thank you for getting back to me again I'm not an expert, but I do know experts, in and they will answer you, questions for us. In case you don't know, titanium dioxide is white. It's in fucking polo mints, like. It's what makes your toothpaste white, and your mints, and stuff like that. So, and it's already in lots of, you know, pharmaceuticals and cosmetics and stuff, so um, it's unlikely. Um, the inhalation thing would seem to make sense. Another product that is, look, look just so you've got an idea of how certain things change, right? Another product that you will come in contact with as a tattooist every single day, that in the form that you come in contact with, with it, it is completely safe. But if you come in contact with it in powder form, it is fucking deadly and you have to wear a hazmat suit to even even pour it out, is your spirit I think Janice and Violet is the same as I, eh? It's the, 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 you know the violet powder that they use, they, they, they combine with with spirit that's why it's called spirit paper in case you don't know um, to make the purple paper that we use a stencil well in powder form that is incredibly dangerous to in order to work with it you have to wear what can only be described as a hazmat suit right it's it's like absolutely um, ridiculous Heisenberg like yeah it's you know I'm the one who knocks and all that business so titanium dioxide might have the same kind of problem so that will affect the people working with it before it's turned into ink, but it, it it won't affect the ink, right? So, you know, I, I just I just think there's a lot of um, very worried people, understandably worried about the future of tattooing, but quite honestly, I don't think there's too much cause for concern. Yes, things are going to change. I think for the most part, things are going to change for the better. Um, and I don't know if if we'd have wanted it to all stay the same then we should have thought uh, the ink company should have been fa fighting our corner you know 10 years ago when they first Fucking found 10, out 15 years ago. so you know. what, one of the other things as well is like you know it's uh, if I, I've just uh, let me see one of the things that they're on about is the um, ink 
the pigment or the particle site is being transport, transported via the lymphatic system. They keep going on about that. Um, ink particles, uh, predispersed inks, if there's proven ink particles away from the lymph nodes into the organs. So yeah, that's what apparently what HSC are looking into. But like, you know, that's been happening for years. Like It's always been happening. So I, I don't get why it's such an issue. Yeah, why is it such an issue now? For 20 years, that's been happening. No one's fucking done Like it. I said to you the other day, because we've been chatting about this quite a bit over the last couple of days, the, the thing is, until a few years ago, nobody really knew how tattoos worked. They, like, they didn't, we knew they stayed in, but we didn't know medically why they stayed in. And then all of a sudden, people started cutting up dead bodies and finding ink particles in the lymph nodes and all that sort of stuff. So, and realistically, the way it works is, when tattooing was pretty small and under, or underground and it was just bikers and strippers and ne'er-do-wells like us that wanted to get tattoos, they didn't really give a shit. No. But now real people are starting to get tattoos and tattooing has gone overground and it's a billion-dollar industry. All of a sudden, they're like, shouldn't we regulate this? And it's like, well, yeah. I mean, what we've enjoyed up until this point is a largely unregulated industry. But oh, that yeah. industry has now got so big that regulation has got to come in yeah we're just going to have to adjust to it and get used to it because that's the way it is we get like there's no more days of the wild west and the pirates this is when we have to get legit and that's just the way that's just the way of the world and if you're a pro and they change the rules it's just how it is all industries you've got to deal with it all like, the time. you've got to deal do. with it you know i mean the you know, if you're in the music industry you used to be able to just crank the pa as loud as it would go now 100 decibels that's your lot you know if you go over that the whole fucking PA shuts down and that's like nobody anywhere can be listening to more than that in certain countries and certain areas so, and and people have just worked with it and they've just got really good at it you know and, and that's going to just be what we have to do so if you're reading a lot of stuff online you can you, you know you can get really worried about it if you don't know what's going on um, my thing would be just hold your horses call your jets Wait till it's all shook out, and then we'll see. We'll see where we are with it. But uh, for the moment, the, there's a lot of people online putting stuff up there as if they're experts. And what we're saying to you is, we're not experts. We're probably the only people going. We're not experts, but no. we know people who are. But we know experts. We'll go and ask them for you, right? Um, and I would suggest to you that unless these people can tell you where they've done their research and when they've got their facts from, right? Just don't listen to it for now. Ignore it because. Like the thing that I was going to say to you earlier is one of my suspicions is and I've been saying this to Chris over the last couple of days whenever stuff like this goes on I'm like follow the money mate follow the money and there will be people out there and there will be companies out there that have got a vested interest in creating a panic yeah. so that the panicked people get noisier because there will be companies out there that have got no chance of making reach compliant ink. And what they're trying to do is make this huge prop like noise, get everybody riled up so that they don't have to do it. The truth of it is, at this point in time, we are, it's going to happen. Regardless, regardless of what yeah. consultations we do, regardless of what we say, these legislation things, oh, they're going to come in and we're going to have to work with them. And it's as simple as that. Maybe if around the world we had an official body, listen to experts, don't listen to pretend experts. Like, you know, we're not claiming to be expert in this. We're just Fuck, telling you we can, we can tell you. I am an expert in chatting shit. Yeah, but we can speak to people who are experts and can tell us how this is, is going to shake out and what the actual... Um, danger is or the problems for the industry going forward and 
from the consultations that I've done with pig pigment manufacturers and ink manufacturers, um, all of them, all of the pros are not concerned about anything. A lot of this is going to come down to the bottom line, right? And the bottom line is the profit that the ink companies make. And they're probably looking at it and they've enjoyed massive profits on ink um, for years. And those profit margins are going to get cut into and they want to maintain their profits. And they're not going to be able to. It's going to cost more money, right? Which means they're going to try and put the cost of our supplies up. Yeah. What very well may happen is by the time all this is done, the ink brands that you know no longer exist and there are people coming into this industry uh, who, are much, who have become bigger brands because they simply had the chemists and the skills to work with legislation. I, I, yeah, I, I you think... Know, there's been legislation in paint and spray paint and all kinds of stuff like that for fucking years, man. I yeah. Mean, Do you know what? I think... I, I just One thing I, I, I think we all need to understand as well, you know, when it comes to tattoo ink, right, is there are very few ink manufacturers. There are a lot of brands on the market very few manufacturers so there are very few people that have the ability to to make the ink from its powdered form yeah what usually happens is somebody will say well this is my formula i like my ink to be like this and can you make it for me please dave and then dave yeah. will go away and dave will make the ink and dave will make the ink for like 10 people or 10 different companies and then you got uh john who also is a manufacturer that makes ink for a load of other companies so what you may end up finding is it's the manufacturers, it's Dave and John, maybe the only people left because Dave and John are the only people that have the ability to make the inks because the other people don't. And the other people could probably still buy it from those, but they won't know what to do in regards to getting it tested for compliancy and so on. So what, you know... And when we're talking about compliancy, what we're talking about is safe. And it is my understanding that... For just about every colour out there, there is a much purer option and a safe option that doesn't involve carcinogens. And most of the ink companies, when faced with buying the much better version of it, tend to go, just give me the cheaper version. Yeah. Because they're looking at profit, not quality. Well, what's going to happen now is it's going to force them to use quality pigments in the inks and it's going to put the quality of our supplies up. Now, it might put the prices up a little bit, but that's just one of them things. It's the, it's the cost of compliancy. You know, we're going to have to wear it a, li a little bit, you know, but not too much. You know, putting your prices up by 300% isn't going to, it's just not going to work. It's untenable. No. I don't know about you, but I've already made my decision. So I, I know what brand I'm going with. I've been using them for like nearly two years. Same here. So I know I know where I'm jumping. So that, that, and I've been testing them and, you know, I've been testing the reach compliance stuff and uh, I'm, I'm perfectly happy. And we'll, there will be an announcement about that um, in a couple of weeks' time because I'm arranging, um, I'm trying to arrange some freebies. You remember a little while ago, you told me a story about um, receiving a random book yes, to I, your studio. I, yeah. Well, I had a message on Instagram this week from another tattooist and went, I don't know if this is connected, but I've had a random book sent to me. Was it from Amazon? I don't know. I don't, I don't, no, he didn't say. But he, he just got some random... Some random book. So I don't know if there's um, somebody out there who just thinks tattooists should be more educated or should read more books and he's just randomly sending books to tattooists around the, what would appear to be just around the UK. If you've received a random book in the post, <laughs> 
Can you uh, let us know in the comments down below? You know, they're, they're down there, like, you know what I mean? It, it gets, it, it gets, it gets fucking weirder. even better. Can I, oh, yeah, I'll check this out. So, first of all, starting off, we got a book, right? Then we got another Amazon package, right, which is, like, addressed to Bridgen Tattoo Studio, Bridgen Tattoo Studio. Uh, in that, I had, like, a phone case, I had some biros, I had another book. And then, like, a couple of days later, it's like someone's doing fucking shopping and ordering shit for people. There was, like, wedding fucking shit. I'm like, we're getting, like, loads of fucking stuff sent to our shop. And it's just like... Uh, you know, I, I suppose we've got loads of fucking free shit to give away now to people, but, like, we keep getting packages, and I'm like, Amazon are coming to the shop, I'm like, this is not for us, we have not fucking ordered it. Next month's competition is going to be, this month's competition is we're giving away three phone cases for an iPhone 4 and a six-year-old wedding dress. Yeah, basically. <laughs> fucking hell. Wild. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, so let us know if you've... Have you received a random book in the post? Is this something... It's some kind of, like, serial book sender or something? We'd love to know. Serial book sender. I've got a question I want to ask you in a new section of the show. Are we going to have, like, one of those intros, like... Oh, depending if I can be asked or not. Probably not. That is it. Just, like, put the words... Put the words to the fucking intro. I'll just do... I'll just cut that in a few times um yeah um, you know we you know particularly you you review a lot of machines yes uh, so you use a lot of machines I, I use a few machines um and i thought it, every now and again it would be interesting to go when it comes to our equipment because we talk about the gear on the show all the time but what do we use no so my question to you this week is when it comes to tattoo machines because i'm going to ask a different question each time What's your daily driver? Depends what day it is, like. <laughs> what did you use today, then? Today, because I've started... So, okay, so, um, just, to, just to set the tone, set the mood, I've filmed the review for the Flux Max. I've also filmed the review for the Unlimited 5.0. And what I started today was using the two machines side-by-side side ready for comparison. Um, so today I used the Cheyenne Sonover Unlimited 5.0, the Flux Max 4.5, and the Bishop Shader Power One Majigal. Yep. This week, uh, not last, not this week, but I've also like last week, like I've been using the Rotary Works pen, which is quite nice actually. Yep. For the for the price, it's fucking really good. Uh, but like so, my like but generally, like if I say if I wasn't, if I wasn't testing machines i think like my go-to machines are uh, the flux 4.0 i still use that so the flux the power wand shader that one yeah uh and i'm trying to think what else i still use this Solnova Unlimited, like not unlimited, sorry, the Solnova 3.5. Fucking yep. lovely for colour work. There you Use go. that with the critical battery. Um Yeah, like it I, do you know what I honestly think it depends what I'm doing because I do so many different styles. Yep. So like say for example, if I'm doing like a colour piece, like a line work and colour and I can't be bothered setting up You want a slightly different machine. Yeah, so like if I can't be asked to set up loads of machines and I just want to do colour work, uh, I'll use the flux. 
4.0. If I'm doing black and grey and I want to use a, a long stroke machine, I'm actually using the Solnova Unlimited 4.0. I, I've purposely used that just to get used to the gesture control. My opinion hasn't changed, but I've got used to it. Um, so yeah, there's that. I, I also like using I'm just using so many fucking different machines. It's hard to really say what my daily driver is. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm just fucking like like tomorrow I'll probably use like different machines again. There you go. Mine's uh mine's gonna be a lot simpler than that. Cheyenne Uno. That's all I've been using since I got it. I know a lot of you guys um have had I think it depends issues. on the ECM as well. I think yeah, I think a lot of you guys have had issues with vibration. Um and so what I'll do is I'll, I'll insert a clip now of what I've done to stop mine from vibrating. Basically, what I, what I did was take the grip off of the, the machine you just showed, actually. Um, yeah, I, I took the grip off. Yeah, the old Unlimited. I took a grip off an old Unlimited and put that, and put that on the machine. And it's... Because Who, initially... Idea was that? Well, it was your idea, but initially... Um, it's <laughs> because joking? I found it a little bit, a little bit thin. I, 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 can, I can build it up, but the grip's a bit better. Um, and I'm just finding because of the adjustable stroke, and now I've finally read the manual and, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it's, it's really like three great machines in, in one go. Some people have talked to me about uh, it getting really hot. Mine doesn't really you know but I don't use it at the very very extent I'm not, I'm not using it up at 4 but mil, it will overheat you know. though so I think this is what people don't understand and I'm sorry to interrupt you there like the fucking motor will overheat it, not overheat but it, it will, will heat, heat up. up it is a brushed motor there's contact it will cause friction which will heat up yeah. that's It'll gonna happen hot. it's gonna fucking vibrate like you know it's not gonna vibrate nowhere near as much as one of these motherfuckers no. but it's gonna vibrate yeah, I mean, I don't mind that. I find with a you know with a bit of cohesive bandage around the grip, um, and and that's basically it. I from wholesale body jewelry, I got some really great uh, machine bags that that, that are like my favourite ones I've used. I was just putting a clip cord sleeve over it, but wholesale body yeah. jewelry have got some eco machine bags. I don't worry about the eco bit, but. The, um, the the bag fits great. It means that I can adjust everything. It's really, really, mm. really straightforward. Like I say, I'll put a little cl video clip up while I'm talking, and you can see how I get it set up. And it's it's really good. And, you know, and I'm I'm just really enjoying using it. I I don't have the vibration issues that people have spoke about. You know, maybe it's because I've put a heavier grip on the front of it, and it's absorbing some of the vibration. But I'm using it all day long, every day, and I'm it's not sending my fingers numb or anything like that. So. Um, and I'm perfectly happy with it. The longer the stroke, that's... yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm never getting up to the four mil stroke because once you, once you've got enough uh, umph with a brushed motor, three, three, three point two will do me all day long. Perfectly happy with that, and I'm, you know, I'm really, I'm loving it, really loving it. Your your style of tattooing doesn't really require you to have that four mil. No, do I mean not at all. So it's it's just one of those things, and because I'm doing the same the same style every day because I only do what I do um, obviously I can get it dialed in really easily and really quickly so and I've, I've fallen yeah. back in love with it it's it is what um, I, I do like that machine oh I, I, let me let me answer a question for people while we are here there's getting a lot of people asking can you use a battery with it no you can't no. it's not designed for batteries it is you literally not supposed to use batteries with it it's meant to be used for 
uh, power supply because the motor is very power hungry, so you'll only get about two hours of the battery. I think if you put a battery in it, you might get hour and a half, two hours life out of it. Yeah, two hours. And I don't think it'll deliver the kind of poke you're looking for from a power supply, which is why I use it because I like to have. it longer. Yeah, I just like to have the, you know, the machine, uh, you know, with a bit of oomph in it, you know, and I like, you know, I just like the feel of DC motors. So that's that's where I'm at currently. Um, I did think that I would rotary, struggle. You like that rotary works one? Well, I'm looking forward to trying that. You know, I'm looking forward to um, to doing some stuff with rotary works because you know I think that's going to be that's going to be really good fun. I've always liked their machines. I've always thought they were great value for money um, with good, powerful machines. So I think that'll be really interesting. I did think that I was going to struggle to get used to something with no give, um, and as it turns out, it's actually you just go back to using your hand as a give system. What's this and, now? You know, with the Unios, because it's got no give system in it. It's yeah, just direct, they, they, and it no, just doesn't bother me. They do have a... St- I think they do have a little bit of give to it, but that's because of the motor and the drive system that they use. It's not actually give, but it has... This might be a little bit, but I haven't found the... Um, I haven't found the adjustment time to take too long, and no. uh, it's kind of like... I feel like I've got a hawk, a spirit, and a thunder all in one machine, so... You know, yeah. it's doing it for me right now. Really, really fell in love with it, and I'm kind of sticking with it for now. You know what I mean? Until, you know, I make a rotary works machine the way I want it. You know, we'll see what happens with that. <laughs> uh, I'll be chatting to Dale because, like, this is what. Well, well, I, I, so this is the mad thing. Like, it's it's actually quite nice getting back in touch with Dale because, like, I used to work for Dale's brother fucking years ago. So I've got, and I I will take it out of its case and show it to you on the show one day but I've got one of the very very early fucking prototypes of one of the rotary works machine like it's still here it got stolen when our shop got broken into but we managed to get that back but yeah so yeah look out for that I think that would be really good fun we're going to go and I think the talk is going to like a you know like a factory visit and see what's happening yes. and all that sort of stuff it's still ongoing conversation but we'll get back to you with that and let you know that should I think that would be a fun episode you know particularly if you're interested in what's in your machines and stuff like that I, you know because I, I think that would be fascinating and um, and we'll see what happens uh, before and after that because there might be some stuff to talk about after we've gone and done that you never know uh, and so that's our daily drivers isn't it about time we told everybody who won the um, the Cheyenne Spirit and the Cheyenne Thunder which apprentice won it yeah let me just uh, here we go I'm going to just get my old iPhone up and I'm going to so we can't be told that we're not being fucking true do you know what right you guys are fucking missing out like not that many people fucking commented on it and you know unlucky but one thing I will say is, like, if you're a junior artist, you're not an apprentice. If you don't work in a studio and you're self-taught, you're not an apprentice. This is purely for apprentices. We will be checking. Yeah. So, right, right, we're doing it. Drum roll, please, Paul. I'll edit one in. And the winner is Jacob Johnson. Jacob, you're a winner. Right then. Jacob, what I want you to do is comment on this video with your Instagram link. We will get in touch with you via Instagram from our That Tattoo Show account. Yes. And that is how we will get in touch with you. If you um, And you will have to supply us proof that you are working as an apprentice in a tattoo studio. Um, so yeah, if you don't prove that you're working in a tattoo studio, we'll have to do another selection. Yeah. But 
Jacob, if you are an apprentice in an actual tattoo studio, congratulations, you have won. Well done, Jacob. Congratulations. Uh, you'll be good with them. Show us what show us what tattoos you do with it as well. We'll stick a couple up on the on the show when you get the machines. Uh, and so talking yeah, about competitions, mate. Uh, what's this month's competition? Oh, guess what? Guess what? You are going to win the brand new TIM Fumal Copier from Three K Three K Three K Instruments and Panenka. With a fucking no idea what Panenka. Are. Thank you, guys. Thank you. This, this is given to us by Barber DTS. So massive thank you to Barber thank you, DTS. Barbara. We appreciate you for giving this because they said, "Do you want to review it?" And they were like, "I know you use Brother Printers." Uh, and I was like, "Look, man, give it to me. I'll review it. I won't review it. I'll unbox it. I'll let people know what it's about, and then we'll give it away." And they were like, yeah, "Fuck yes!" So that is the next competition, and to win. It's going to be slightly different. You don't have to write your name or anything like that. But what I, what you have to do to win, you need to watch the video and then comment on that video. With the answer to a question that Chris is going to ask you now. Okay. In that video, I show you a part of the machine, which is on the back. I want you to tell me what the date that is written by hand on the back of the machine is. There you go. Write the answer, and every single person that writes that answer down correctly, they will be entered into the draw. Now, the rules of the competition are, it is open to everybody, but you have to be a registered tattoo artist. We will only send this out to a registered tattoo artist at an actual tattoo. That's me out the competition at then. At an actual tattoo studio. If you have a private studio in your bedroom, we ain't going to send you there. You have to be registered. So, yeah, that is the only rule. You have to be an actual tattoo artist to win. But basically, watch the video, comment with your answer and your name and your Instagram handle as well. And we will do what we've just done here and then we will get in touch with the winner. And there you go. Good luck, everybody. Somebody's going to win themselves a nice thermal copier. Yeah. Uh, and so before we go, uh, I just thought we'd tell you what we're doing next week well, because we this week? is a brand new thing for us. Next week, oh. we're going to be doing the first of our viewer critique episodes where a viewer has sent us in some work and would like our thoughts on how they're getting on. Can I say something? Yes, you can. If you are going to send us in photos of your tattoos, please don't fucking have them with stupid filters on it i want to see i want to see what the tattoo looks like unedited without any filters because if there's any filters or it's edited in any way shape or form i will refuse okay to fucking critique so that leads me around to what i should have said before chris <laughs> said that is um so this will be the first of our viewer critiques <laughs> If this is something that you enjoy and you'd uh, you'd like to see more, we're going to ask you to comment down on uh, comment on that video. But if you'd like your work critiqued, now this can be work on you know actual tattoo work done in shops, or this could be you practicing at home on practice skin, right? So we don't mind, you know. Obviously, we don't want you know a tattoo that you've done on a human with your washing machine in the background because I will refuse to uh, oh. <laughs> to review that. So, like, you know, come on, I, play if, the game. If they're on the washing machine, then fair enough, like, do yeah. <laughs> No, but here's here's the thing, we. Um, we don't want to be bashing. This isn't something where we're just going to, you know, use your work for comedy effects. We are going to try and do, oh, yeah. you know, we want to try and do 
proper constructive criticism, give you some stuff that, that you can work on, that you, that you can get help with, and hopefully you can benefit from our combined 30 years of experience in tattooing. If you are going to uh, send in your pictures let us know uh, what machine you use the stroke length yeah uh the, the the type of needles that you use the, the the parameters that you're working with in regards to voltage yeah because that will give us like a better idea of how you are getting the effect you're getting maybe um you know you might be fucking running machine too high or or, or whatnot like so so if you want to uh be put forward for a, a critique and you'd like us to critique your work on the show uh, then all you have to do is send an email to thattattooshow at gmail.com. It will be just about there on the screen somewhere. Uh, thattattooshow at gmail.com. Mark it Tattoo Critique. Yep. And we'll get back to you and let you know when we're going to be critiquing it so that you can watch the show. But you should be watching the show every bloody week anyway. Yeah, or, or listening. Or listening. Shout out to the podcast listeners. Although critiquing <laughs> for podcast listeners is quite pointless, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's going to be a bit difficult for you podcast guys next week. You'll just have to imagine it or something. Or maybe what I'll do is I'll put the, I'll put the pictures up somewhere for you to have a look while you're doing it but that's what's coming up next week this show's probably about three and a half hours long because you know Chris's machine list was nearly two and a half hours long so with that I'm going to uh, oh, I'm going to sign speaking off speaking of machines oh here we go again this is welcome to the preamble by the way I got the new Numa is it a preamble or a postamble got to be postamble isn't it yeah you got the new Numa 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 is it a Numa 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 Numa, 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 because they were new, they were pneumatics. Oh, okay. Now they're electric. Yeah, and they're not pneumatics anymore. But the brand name is the brand name. Uh, so yeah, I got that. That review is going to be coming soon. Cool. Yeah. Look forward to that one. And that tattoo smart stuff. We've we we got like we're going to be doing a tattoo smart video as well, aren't we? Yes. So that's coming soon. We've got a bunch of tattoo smart stuff to talk to you about. Thanks, Russ. Uh, yeah, thanks, Russ. Actually, you. That's coming do you know up. what? This is the this is the ironic thing, right? I I fucking like I use Tattoo Smart anyway, so like like I I, I use Tattoo Smart. I, and then when Russ was like, "Hey guys, would you like to kind of like review my products?" I was like, "Yes." Yeah, yeah. That's like asking a chocolate lover. It was like, "Would you like to have some fucking chocolate?" Of course. Yeah, I mean, I think that like I mean, I said to you ages ago. I think it was, we were probably still back in the kitchen conservatory days. Um, I said to you, I thought that, you know, back then, even, that Tattoo Smart is the future of Tattoo Flash to me. I mean, I think that's where that's going to go. And, it, and Tattoo Smart just gets stronger and stronger. So, I'm, you know, I'm pretty excited about that. Unfortunately, the time period that he, he sent it in, I've, I've had a lot of other stuff on. So I'm really looking forward to digging my iPad out of a load of boxes and, um, and mucking about with it, because that'll be really good fun. Because, you know, I've got a few brushes sent to me as well to, to play about with. I don't really use an iPad for artwork, but, um, but I still enjoy playing I had, about uh, with it. <laughs> I had this idea. I was going to be like, I am going to fucking do a sleeve with nothing but brushes from Tattoo Smart. And that was going to be in my video. And I've realised that... By doing a video where you do an entire sleeve just with tattoo smart brushes, it's gonna take me fucking ages. So I've reassessed it and I'm gonna just do a tattoo. I'm gonna just design a tattoo, a small one, and then we'll do it that way. Like, but, cause like I'm on session two of this fucking sleeve and I got another few sessions left before I'm anywhere near. <laughs> yeah, so there will be a review of that coming up. And we'll see if we can uh, tap Russ up for some freebies possibly, or maybe a discount code for you. We'll see what we can do there when, it, when, uh, when, when we're ready to do that sort of thing. And so with that, uh, thanks for sticking around to the end. 
Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Because without you, there ain't no show. Appreciate it. We do. And appreciate thank you to you. our sponsors as, as well. As ever, thanks to the sponsors. Thanks to Electrum. Electrum. Thank you to Raw, and uh, Ed over. Raw. You know there. What? Raw. Raw pigments. Who will have a reach compliant range coming out that are CTL Lab certified. CTL Lab certified. Uh, Fifty six bottle set. Fully reach compliant, fully vegan, fully organic. No acrylic binders. It's they, they're pretty fucking cool. Did I tell you? I have made a colour. <laughs> You've made gurpal or something like that. You just what, what have no, you done? No, I actually now? made a really fucking. I made a, I, a purely. By Don't accident, worry, we are getting to the end of the show. I, I made a really nice fucking turquoisey tealy kind of colour, and uh, I got I got. A, send my, my formula over to fucking James like <laughs> I'm gonna be like it's gonna be called Harrison's Teal let me show you what mine is right because because ja like James works in the in the, the paint industry so literally I just went what colour do you want this is a Pantone wheel if you've never seen one of these before and I just literally sent him the numbers I went Pantone 421 please send me that and he went yeah no problem he just mixes them up to that formula nice yeah, it works great, man. It works great when you're working with the pros. You know how pros work. <laughs> and so with that, thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much for listening. We're out of here. We'll see you next time. Take care, guys. Bye.